episode, I think this is four, of the Mindset Makeover class. Today we're going to be talking about probably my most favorite topic in the entire world, the conscious mind and subconscious mind. Obviously, uh, if you've heard the first couple episodes, you know that in order to make changes or make goals, you need to work on your mindset and your mindset is essentially ran by your conscious mind and subconscious mind. So I really wanted to break these down and explain their functions. So that way in all the future episodes, when you guys hear me reference them, you'll really have a clear understanding of where they come from, what they do, um, just the overall um, explanation of, of, of their functionality. So um, yeah, let's get to it. So first, I, I wanted to make the distinction between the mind and the brain. First, to recognize that your mind is not your brain. So your brain is the actual physical mass of cells and tissue that are located in your head, okay, in your cranium. And your mind is the energy that penetrates and surrounds your brain, okay? There's actual theories that suggest that the mind isn't just restricted to the area of the head or the brain, but it's an energy field that surrounds your entire body. And I I agree. I completely subscribe to that idea as well. Um, if you're familiar with the ideas about the gut being called the second brain or the gut brain connection, um, that's an, another a theory that your your mind is kind of located in your gut as well. Um, if you've heard the example where you're nervous about taking a test or or you have a meeting and you find yourself being literally sick to your stomach, that's where the idea comes from. Um, it also comes from sayings like, you know, I had a gut feeling. Um, a lot of people believe that your intuition is located in your gut or in your stomach. So, but that's a whole other episode. Um, but I reference that just to say that your mind isn't just subject or just focused on where you're in your head or in your brain okay so I'm gonna read a little bit and I'm gonna reference um, a book called Psych K um, the missing piece um, and it's by the author called Robert uh, Robert Williams and it's such an amazing book I love it Um, I'll reference it in the show notes if you guys want to read a little bit more about it okay so quantum physics uh, says that everything is energy and energy expresses itself in either a physical or non-physical matter um, and it's based on the speed of which the molecules vibrate so if you think of your body and your mind as each of them are comprised of molecules vibrating at different frequencies it's easier to understand how you can have a solid as well as a non-solid component of you aka the solid being your brain and the non-solid being your mind that that you have thoughts in okay so um, I also want to share the idea of the right brain and the left brain division that's something for a whole other episode that we will totally get into but for now since we're talking about the brain the um, basically that's just a popular concept where people if you've heard the concept before um, that it, whether you're either more left brain or you're more right brain centric that just means it's a metaphor basically for like being em- more emotional or more logical so you could be a more analytical person or you could be a more emotional person so 
but the right brain and left brain, um, that's a whole different episode, but I did want to reference it. I didn't want you, if you do know about that, I didn't want you to think that I left it out. So it is an important topic, but right now, um, I think it's a much more powerful way to divide the mental functioning of the brain and the mind into the the subconscious mind and the conscious mind. The conscious mind is located in the prefrontal cortex of your brain. And it's the part of the mind that's responsible for making choices. And I'm going to list off a couple of things right now. I'm reading them, like I said, from that part of the book. So I can just give you guys a comparison of the conscious mind's attributes and then a list of the subconscious mind's attributes. I will have these notes in the show notes so you can kind of look at them on paper or on screen and you can look at them. It's, sometimes it's a little easier to reference when you're reading it and you can compare them side to side. Okay, so the conscious mind is volitional. So it acts on its own volition. It makes decisions, it sets goals, and it judges results. The conscious mind thinks abstractly. It likes new creative ideas and activities. The conscious mind is time-bound. So it's past and future-focused And it often looks for new ways to do things based on past experiences and future goals. The conscious mind um, uses short-term memory, about 20 seconds in the average person, okay? It's limited um, processing capacity. So what the conscious mind does is it, it can process an average of 40 bits of information per second. Remember that number, 40 bits of information per second. That's what it can process, okay? And lastly, it's capable of managing just a few tasks at a time, okay? Now, the subconscious mind is, in comparison to the conscious mind, where the conscious mind is volitional and it sets goals, the subconscious mind is really habitual. It monitors the operation of the body, including motor functions like the heart rate, your respiration, your digestion. The subconscious mind thinks literally, so it only knows the world through the five senses which is seeing hearing feeling tasting and smelling the subconscious mind uses long-term memory it stores past experiences attitudes values and beliefs and um, and i want to give you an example of that so there's things that get impressed on the subconscious mind Um, like i said it past experiences and attitudes and beliefs uh, things that get impressed on the subconscious minds are things that we feel or have really strong physical and emotional experiences of. So for example, if we had a strong emotional reaction to an event or a circumstance, it'll store that memory as a very important fact and it'll store it in your subconscious. So there's certain certain events that would affect you emotionally or very strongly are things like the death of a loved one or a friend um, maybe a breakup because let's say you're hurt over it so you had really strong feelings about it so your subconscious will store that feeling bullying being bullied is a really traumatic event that can happen to someone and that obviously can happen as a child or as an adult but if you felt very strongly or were hurt very strongly based on being bullied it can store that type of belief as well or that trauma the loss of a job an affair or infidelity or being deceived or being lied to these are all things that we typically feel very strongly negatively or or positively but we have 
really strong feelings when we have those types of circumstances. And so our subconscious will hold on to those beliefs and experiences as memories and it will hold on to it for a very long time, if not forever. Another attribute of the subconscious mind is it's timeless. So it focuses in present time only and it uses past learning experiences to perform current functions like walking, talking, driving a car, and so on. So I'll give you an example. If if you learn to walk as a child, you obviously don't need to learn to walk every single day. You learned it as a child, and now it uses that past ex- learning experience to perform it currently. Driving a car too, right? When you know when you first learned to drive a car, it took you forever to learn because you had to like press on the brake, look in the mirror, um, pull the, you know, um, the gear shift and all these things. And now you could probably drive a car in like seconds. You don't even have to think. It remembered that that learning experience and it stored it. And now when you drive a car, it's effortless because it's stored in your subconscious. Okay. Uh, another attribute of the subconscious is that it has expanded processing capacity. So remember when I talked earlier about the conscious brain it that it processes 40 bits of information per second while the subconscious can process an average of 40 million bits of information per second okay and let me give you an example of what that might look like you know when you've met someone and you can have the the feeling or experience that you've met them before or you just like you feel like you know them already like you've known them for a very long time or maybe you've met someone and you just like were really put off by them you had like a really bad vibe or bad they had bad mojo or like us spanish speakers we say tiene la sangre pesada like um so that feeling what you're feeling is basically your subconscious communicating with their subconscious and the fact that you're able your subconscious processes information at 40 million bits per second is your subconscious is communicating with theirs and you're basically learning everything about them as a person and their emotions and their thoughts and everything really quickly sometimes like instantly there that's I think that's um sometimes why when we people can date someone and they meet them and it's like I knew like in an instant that that was like the love of my life or that was it was someone I was going to be with for a long time it's your subconscious is communicating with their subconscious um so I think that's fascinating it's um, that's just like I think everyone's had that type of experience but that's the capability of our subconscious and what it can do okay and lastly the subconscious can handle thousands of tasks simultaneously whereas like the conscious mind can only manage a few tasks at a time this the subconscious can handle many many tasks at a time i mentioned earlier how it's you know processing your it's making your heart run and and processing digestion and respiration i mean those those tasks those functions take so many things and your subconscious is running them okay so as you can tell the two parts of the mind the conscious mind and the subconscious mind are really really different but they're both really necessary for you to be a fully functional human right and although they're both really specific to their capabilities they process life's experiences really really differently i think it's clear that based on their just like the processing capacity the way that we talked about the 40 bits of information for the conscious mind and the way the subconscious mind can process 
440 million bits of information, it can it shows you that the subconscious mind plays a really big part in your life, just functioning in a different way and behaving and thinking and changing old habits. So noticing how the subconscious mind is able to do that, it's really important because if the sub if the conscious mind has, let's say for example, a desire or a goal, and the subconscious mind disagrees with it based on its past experiences and everything that it's stored, right? Which of the minds do you think is going to win that contest, right? For example, if I decide today I want to make a million dollars, right? But my subconscious mind has no idea how to even get that. Which of the minds do you think is going gonna, is gonna to win? Do you think my conscious mind is going to be able to d- make a million dollars? Or do you think my subconscious mind is going to w- win that that essentially that argument because the subconscious has never done that before it doesn't have any past experiences to make that happen this is why it sometimes makes it very hard for us to achieve goals because we have the subconscious mind mostly running the the house and the conscious mind makes a decision but it's the subconscious mind that's running the operation okay i hope that all makes sense one of the ways to look at it is your conscious mind is essentially a 40-bit computer being in competition with a 40 million bit computer, right? So the odds are like clearly stacked against your conscious mind in achieving the goal because the subconscious mind is so much more powerful, right? I think one way to think about it is because of the huge power of the subconscious mind, it's also easy to think that the subconscious mind can be your enemy because it feels like it's like sabotaging your goals, right? You're consciously making a decision. I want to make a million dollars and your subconscious is saying, nope, that's not going to happen. We've never done it before. I don't even have a reference as to how that can we can accomplish that goal. So sometimes it can feel like you're trying to do one thing and you're not able to do it because the two minds are working, don't work, aren't working together at this point. Another way to think of the subconscious is is as a computer hard drive with really outdated programs. So let's think about that. Your subconscious mind is built and made up of your past experiences, your really emotional experiences, the traumatic experiences. And these are things that happened in the past. And if you're currently trying to do something or make a change, it's like, a computer being ran on outdated programs, aka the subconscious, right? So it's not that the subconscious mind is like actively trying to keep you from being happy or successful. It's just that it's running old programs that produce the results of your past. It's really doing it out of ignorance. I'm sure you can tell that by making your subconscious mind your best friend instead of an enemy that's sabotaging you, you can really make your life feel like a self-fulfilling prophecy or you can actually accomplish all of the goals that you have if you figure out how to work with your subconscious instead of against it, okay? So I want you to look at or think about 
making friends with your subconscious mind, it's really comparable to making friends with another person, okay? So the more you know about another person's way of communication or their personal preferences or the way they like to communicate, you'll be able to get along with them better, right? If you know what they like, if you know what they dislike, you know their strengths, you know their weaknesses, if you learn how to please them, then they're going to be way more likely to want to please you, right? So if you happen to develop a friendship with someone who speaks a different language, for example, it's obviously useful uh, for you to learn to speak their language. And the same is true for the subconscious mind. So the subconscious mind, it does speak a very different language than your conscious mind. The two are kind of the same in that they'll both speak English but they share the language in a really unique way or a different way so if you remember I mentioned earlier that the conscious mind thinks abstractly and the subconscious mind thinks in a very literal way let's say for example your conscious mind has a goal to be happy right like many of us do without any further explanation to the conscious mind what happiness looks like and what it means your subconscious mind isn't going to be able to help you in accomplishing the goal of happiness it's it's kind of like planning a vacation with your friend and you guys both agree like yeah let's do something fun and your idea of fun is like sitting on a warm beach drinking a pitcher of margaritas and your friend, their idea of fun may be climbing a mountain in India. So without explaining to each other what fun looks like, you're both going to be really disappointed because you guys are going to get to the airport and be like, wait, I, I'm dressed for the mountains and you're dressed to go to the beach. So it that's why it's super, super important to understand the difference between the two languages of the subconscious mind and the conscious mind because the subconscious mind the way the way that it essentially uh, expresses itself is through the five senses right seeing hearing feeling tasting and smelling so the idea of what happiness or what fun looks like to the subconscious is it's not going to understand that unless you translate it into a really a sensory what's called a sensory based language so a language that's based in the five senses another way to to understand that is the subconscious mind understands things in pictures like imagination or seeing things like actually visualizing things and feeling the thing that's how the subconscious kind of talks I say all of that to say that the reason, well, the reason I believe that people get disappointed when they try to accomplish their goals is that they're not aware that the subconscious mind, it's just not clear on the specifics of the goals, right? So it often looks like it's sabotaging your goals, but it's just, it just doesn't know how to interpret a million dollars if it's never seen it if it's never experienced it if we grew up poor on welfare living in the hood ghetto you know complete poverty and destitution then when I tell my mind okay let's make a million dollars it has no reference for that the subconscious mind can't even 
it doesn't know how to get there because it just especially because of the fact too that it just thinks in pictures and if it's never seen what a million dollars looks like what that lifestyle looks like or how it what it looks like to earn it it's not going to be able to do that now the most important part what would it look like and what let's say what does it look like then to effectively communicate with the subconscious mind okay so the way the subconscious mind like i said a little while ago how it communicates is through pictures right so if you're trying to talk or communicate with the subconscious mind and change the subconscious mind one of the best ways to do that is through imagination the brain the subconscious mind doesn't understand the difference between thinking a thought in of the past like if you're having a memory of the past and it experiencing something right now that's happening so when you can use your imagination and create that picture in your mind that's how you would be able to communicate with with the subconscious okay another there's so many other ways too i'm going to list them i will probably describe each of them in a in its own singular podcast episode but i do want to give you a couple of examples some of them are techniques that i actually use with my coaching clients in order to help them achieve their goals obviously mindset is the the number one way but we use our conscious mind and our subconscious mind in order to reach goals and change habits in our lives right so in order to do that with my clients and assisting them in that we I teach them things like the thought model, which allows them to think things in the conscious present moment. And then I also teach them techniques like tapping. Um, tapping is another word for it is called the emotional freedom technique. And um, I'll explain that. And that's actually next week's episode. So that one's really fun. So so I'm just going to list off the the particular techniques that people can use, that you can use. And you can Google these right now if you want. Um, but I'm going to list them off. And some of them, like I say, we I use them very strategically with my clients in order to get rid of limiting beliefs, um, clear up old traumas, and really get results towards their goals. Okay, so one of them, like I said, is EFT or tapping. Um, another technique is called EMDR, and that stands for eye movement desensitization and reprogramming. That is done with a licensed therapist that's not something I do I've actually gone through that it is an amazing 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 technique I could not recommend it more another technique um, is called psych k Uh, another technique is called um, visualization another technique to communicate with your subconscious is mental rehearsal future self letters or past self letters and repetitive cues okay so these are all things that help you communicate with your subconscious and be able to access beliefs and thoughts that you that are kind of essentially stuck um i've heard those words used a lot when people talk about the self the subconscious where they say i have these like huge limiting beliefs and they're embedded in myself in my subconscious they're kind of ingrained you know it's kind of funny when when i hear that because it sounds like it's like something's like knocked into your brain um but it's it it really isn't it's just it's just a function of accessing these particular beliefs and these um thoughts accessing them through these types of techniques and um, getting rid of them and rewriting them with positive beliefs and positive um, thoughts and you're off to the races and you can become completely unstoppable so um, yeah so that is basically 
a breakdown of the conscious mind and the subconscious mind. I hope you were able to follow along and I hope you were able to learn something new. Um, I will have all of these notes in the show notes of the Mindset Makeover Class website and the podcast show notes. Um, They'll be here in the link on the podcast show. So if you just click that link, it'll take you right to the show notes. And um, I'll definitely reference the books that I spoke about in this episode. And if you have any questions, definitely reach out to me. There is a way to comment on the show notes on the um, website. So I hope this information helped you. Um, Like I said, it's my most favorite topic. I could go on about it for hours. I could talk to you guys about it for hours. It was so hard for me to like actually put these ideas on paper and just like make them one succinct, you know, 20 to 30 minute episode for you guys. But um, like I said, it's one of my most favorite topics. It's so helpful to know when you're using um, when you're too when you're working with a coach so that you can just um, you can accomplish your goals a lot faster a lot easier and again i hope you enjoyed this episode and i will talk to you guys next week have a good one